We've had an email. (laughs) (laughs) Laura, if you're listening, thank you. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. Well, Laura's started a wave of emails. She's really, (laughs) the floodgates have opened and we've had not one, we've had two emails now. Stop it. Two emails. Are you kidding me? God, it's, it's, it's incredible. The second email, not, um, not as well written as Laura's, which was, you know, a very clear, concise admin related email. This was a picture of a hand. Thank you, Hugh, surname. I mean, if you want to see it, there's only one way to see it, I'm afraid, guys. And that's get yourself on that little newsletter. Tippity-tap, clickety-click, tippity-tap. <laughs> Very convincing. You can do that yourself, actually, when you when you sign up. As you do it, tippity-tap, clickety-click, tippity-tip. It will sound like this when you're doing it. Great. He's doing that sound effect live. But go on um, the website, wapin7number7.com, and right at the top or on the side, you'll see a big thing that says, sign up to our newsletter. And we basically email you every week, let you know the um, episode's out. Maybe we send you some extra stuff. For example, Hugh's drawing of some hands. And Laura's admin-related email. It says, uh, that I'll just describe it to you, but you really have to see it yourself. So do sign up. You do. It says, uh, give me a hand and then there's a big picture of pierre's red hands and then underneath it says pierre get yourself on the newsletter have a little look now interestingly last week steve and i launched a competition for that 20 dollars, didn't we <laughs> oh yeah i could i would probably pick his hands over the admin email but it was a good it was a good admin email laura no i'd be hard pushed to to pick between them we're head to head on this one uh, we'll also of course accepting pictures of mimi the psychic doll from last week um, we'll be accepting pictures of her for the rest of the seven years. If anyone wants to actually kind of make her come to life, yeah, I'd be happy with that. Last week, Steve. Um, oh, we haven't. We haven't even. God, look at where are my manners? Oh, good. Good morning. Good evening. Hello. Good, how good are evening you? To you, Will. Hello. Hello. We're fleshing this bit out because if we're being honest, last week's chapter, not a lot happened. My notes just end on taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Boris's mum got a taxi at the end. The, the the cliffhanger, of course, being, where's she going? I don't know how you can say that, Will. There was there was the chubby little boy who was being psychically controlled by a doll. I mean, it's a complete, <laughs> we've never had a chapter like it. How can you say it was, it was not much going on? Okay, I see what you've done there. The taxi, where's she going? I mean, you know, it's yeah. an incredible chapter. You know when they've got like a high budget TV show, when they're trying to save money, one of the episodes is just them having a chat dinosaurs explosions um you're in france and now we're locked in a cupboard for an hour yeah (laughs) then it's like an hour chatting in a cupboard yeah it's careful using of the budget don't let's not forget that it was the name day as well let's never forget that and if anyone would like to email in explaining in more depth and detail what potentially a name day is other than celebrating of having names do get involved send us an email all right then onwards to chapter 12 book one Chapter 12. The Reading. 
Uh, we're saying the reading from now on because apparently at points it's not necessarily clear what goes on at this point. And the music's just to make it fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. This is an article about how to have uh, a conversation. Just general tips for a good conversation. What do you do? How long have you worked there? Do you like it? How are your co-workers? What's the best, worst thing about being at their job? I'm not sure you're supposed to ask them all at once in that sort of scattergun. <laughs> doesn't say. It doesn't say that. He's joining the Hussars. What do you think about current news story? <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> Did you hear about news story? I think... And I'm not reading the article. I think you're supposed to put a news story in there that you've read. Doesn't say that. Pavlograd Hassars is dining with us. Just a heads up, this can sometimes make the person you're talking to think you want to make plans with them slash date them. So just, I hope you don't think that, Steve, okay? Excuse me, where do you live? How do you usually find good restaurants? Um, to walk around. Mm-hmm. Shouting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> is it? Is this a good restaurant? Help! Help! I'm hungry! She meant that they would be kissing. Whoa. X rated. Kissing with a double S. Hello. I've already told you, Papa. What's your favourite app on your phone? Oh, I hate that question so much. I won't give it away, but there's a lot of romance going on. About time. Do you prefer having a lot of friends or just a few close ones? You haven't got either, have you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I would say I've got both. Cocinage. Dangereux voisinage. Where do you usually get your coffee fix? What good bad memories of beaches do you have? All right, mate. I've done it. It's over. You can stop with that really awful article. Nice one, mate. Do you think we'll find microscopic alien life in our own solar system? Talking of microscopic life... What a link. This chapter focuses on some of the younger people in the world of War and Peace who, who may not have had such, a, such time in the spotlight. To grow, to shine, to develop. Who do the uh, young people fancy? What have they been up to? Gossip. They've been doing some stuff. Uh-oh. Oh. They might get some jobs. Oh, do we find out where Boris's mum got her taxi? I think that's still unresolved, but I will do another double check just to check there isn't any... Thank you. Um, sometimes Tolstoy puts information in and he, he really... You think it's so important, but he hides it. He wasn't to know that we would have made such a big deal out of it. But, you know, sorry to everyone listening. We can't win them all. We're going to be talking about young people like Nicholas, Sonia... The Countess' old, eldest daughter. I'm going to call them Nick and Son. Sonia. No, I'll go Nick and Sonia. Yep. You can't shorten the name Sonia. Sonny? You can't shorten the name Sonia. So. So. What animal is she like? I know, you want, I know you were wondering that well. I know. So we've had squirrel. We've had deprecating dog. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had, for example, pigeon or mouse or robin or a fox uh, a gray wolf a brown bear well that'd be nice chaffinch 
Okay, all great guesses. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. You haven't actually guessed it, amazingly. You've missed a real, real good one. She's a slender little brunette, tender look in her eyes. She's got long lashes, a tawny tint in her complexion, slender but gracefully muscular arms, mm-hmm. soft and flexible small limbs. It sounds like a, a coroner's report. <laughs> she reminds one of a pretty half-grown kitten. That would grow into a fully grown cat. Which promises to become a beautiful little cat. There we go. <laughs> Sonia looks like a kitten. Yeah, don't forget her soft and flexible small limbs. I don't know if that means she's got extra joints, you know. She's made of jelly. So yeah, Sonia gets loads of description, which we know in Tolstoy terms means she's incredibly important. She even gets an animal, which, which really is the, the creme de la creme of uh, Tolstoy descriptions. Yeah, all boxes are ticked there. Um, she is... A main character. She is in the 500 Club. <laughs> and Nick looked like a little pig. <laughs> no? Nick doesn't get, a, doesn't get a description, but we're talking about Sonia for a bit. So Crossed out. Basically, everyone's chatting. Everyone, including the kids, they're incredibly bored, but they're all pretending that they're interested. They don't care. They're young. <laughs> they want fun. They want to play with kittens. You know, and obviously the topic of conversation is jobs. Mm-hmm. Nicholas is kind of copying his really great mate, Boris, and he's joining the army. But you ready for this? This is a new job. Oh, my God. I'm going to add this to my, my aide-de-camp list. Oh, it's not an army job. It's a job in the archives department. Holy moly. And is the job just called archives department? <laughs> archives department worker. Well, I'd love to, when I grow up, be an archives department <laughs> worker. We should add this to our conversation starters. I'll email that. Um, oh, hang on. The Government clerk. Hello. Government clerk in the archives department. It's a possible job you can have. And that's what who wants to do? Nicholas's dad set him up with that job. But Nicholas was like, no, I'm copying my friend Boris. I'm going to join the army. No, thanks. I want to work in war, not bore. Nice, nice. Get to get make the t-shirt. Yeah. Cheers, mate. So, Will, can you tell me, are, are we at war or not? Are we? Uh, uh, you, you and I. Uh, not, not me and you, know. <laughs> but the, in the book, is there, is there a war going on? There's, there's certainly mutterings of war. One of the lads last week was waiting to go to war. The actual people in the book, in the positions of power, are confused. Oh, this is good. This is great news. I know. It's brilliant. It's not just us. They say that war's been declared... But they also say that that's been, they've said that for a while and they'll say it again and then that'll be the end of it. People are always talking about war. God, I'm going to feel like we've been missold if there's no war in this book. But um, don't worry, Nicholas is going off to the army. Schubert's here and he's from the Pavlograd Hussars and he's come to take him away. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Can I have to stop <laughs> you there? Because you were saying a normal sentence and then you, you, you stopped making any sense. There's a, there's a chap called Schubert. Mr. Schubert's here. Hello, I'm Mr. Schubert. <laughs> I don't know if he talks about that, but it's, it's possible. He's the colonel of the Pavlograd Hussars, which I think is a horse thing. He's a big horse. Um, uh, he's got a funny name, isn't he? Let's be honest. Colonel Schubert isn't the only person that's interested in Nicholas. Oh, hello. The little kitten feasting her eyes on Nicholas seemed ready at any moment to start her gambles again. Huh? G-A-M-B-O-L-S and display her kittenish nature. What's kitten nature? Was she going to cough up some fur? Drink some milk? <laughs> go to sleep? I'll scratch him. So Sonia fancies Nick. Sonia looks like a cat and Nick yeah. is going to war. 
while the old people are talking, another girl starts also flirting with Nicholas, his hot property. This is rich. Juicy. Julie Caragina. Julie and Sonia fighting over Nick. What, um, what animal does Julie look like? You know what? She's not compared to any animal at all. Uh-oh, that's a cross. I know for a fact that she ain't going to get Nick because <laughs> she doesn't look like an animal. She gave him a tender smile and then they had a confidential conversation. Is it so confidential that it's not mentioned? It's so confidential they don't even tell us. What, it tells, was Tolstoy worried the book might be a bit too long? Whatever it was, Sonia hated it. She's barring her teeth, getting her claws out. Have you ever seen a cat cry? Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. And that's what happens here. <laughs> it's, it's sad. If you've ever seen a cat cry, this is what it's like. And it's sad. She's watching Julie and Nicholas having a private and confidential conversation. And she is sad. Um, and so she walks out of the room. Boom. Drops mic. Well, it's kind of slips out of her hand because of all the tears. Oh, she like runs out of the room crying. To this, the old people say... A French phrase. I don't know if you can translate for me. How's your French? Yeah, my French. Go on. Uh-huh. Cosinage, dangereux, voisinage. Don't cry over spilt milk. Okay, that's your guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll, just, I'll just Google it quickly. No, there's no need. I'll just have a quick look. It means um, cousinship, dangerous neighbourhood. Are they cousins? Maybe they're cousins, yeah. <laughs> I think they're probably <laughs> What are cousins like, eh? Trying to go out with each other and then crying about it. Ugh. Cousins, you can't marry him. Well, you can, you can actually can marry them. You can, should. What this chapter feels like a lot is that we're kind of being set up for all the, um, all the kids to, to die. Oh, I'm crying and running away. And then all of their heads get blown off in the war. I really, I really worry about that, yeah. And there's bullets everywhere and they're crying again. But this time, boy, are you really crying. So we've heard a lot about jobs for boys. But what about... What about jobs for girls? Here we go. Aid to camp? No, not not one of them. Um, we've got government clerk. So maybe, um, yeah, go on. The only girl that we've heard about getting a job is uh, the younger count girl. For her, they've engaged an Italian to teach her to sing. Uh, and I know what you're thinking. Isn't she too young? It can hurt your throat if you learn to sing at that age. What, what, the, what the hell's going on? Are you having a conversation <laughs> with yourself? What? Are you, is, is this directly from the book? Is the, the, you're very concerned about this, child. I'm just saying, what do you think? Is it too young to learn to sing? I feel like you're really pushing this conversation <laughs> in, a, in a way you want it to go. Um, it would never have occurred to me if it was too young. Yes. Do you know what, Steve? Yes. I think it is far too... Surely that's too young, Steve. She'll uh, damage her, her, her voice, won't she? Well, that's what they think, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah excellently done there mate if you had to pick one nationality to teach your child to sing which nationality would you choose and why don't want to offend anyone we have listeners now from all around the globe maybe like spanish italian maybe yeah italian's a good shout that's what they went for okay yeah no i'd, I'd done the same yeah, yeah i agree they've engaged an italian to teach her to to sing the, the best i assume singing teachers or singers maybe they're just the best teachers great pedagogy might not be the best singer but boy are they the best singing <laughs> teacher eh? yeah they can't sing they can't sing for shit but they, they... this is another riveting chapter isn't it <laughs> <laughs> maybe not the best singer but my my god are they a good singing teacher though Look, that's an aside. This singing stuff's an aside. What is this chapter is all about is is young people and who they fancy and stuff like that. Young and in love and who they fancy. 
if you're into if you're into knowing who, who children fancy then this is your this is your chapter uh, and also if you've got an answer to the question is she too young for singing lessons why don't you email us <laughs> she's having them so it's too late you can't do anything about it so not only is the young count girl having singing lessons she's also in love with boris oh my word what's the young count girl's name the young girl probably is Natasha. You may remember her because she's got a, a doll. That can control people's minds. Her mother worries, if I were to be severe with her and forbid it, goodness knows what they might be up to on the sly. Yeah, they do it anyway, but worse. That's good mumming there, I'd say. 10 out of 10 uh, mumming. And, and it says in brackets, she meant that they would be kissing. Kissing? Well, this episode's NSFW. That's all good. <laughs> um... What about Vera? What does she look like? Weasel. Okay, Weasel. Any other guesses? Yeah, I've got loads of guesses. Uh, okay. uh, a mole. Um, let's go for a nicer one. Uh, a fawn. Okay. A rabbit. So actually, we haven't got a cat. A sheep. We haven't got an animal for Vera, so she's only a half character. Could have told me, mate. I've just been going through all the bloody animals. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, sh- I should have mentioned that, but we've got a good character trait for her. Vera is the Countess's oldest daughter. She's handsome. But when she smiles, it makes her look unpleasant and unnatural. Oh, she's got a creepy mouth. She's good looking. She's not at all stupid. She's well brought up. She's got a pleasant voice. She says things that are true and appropriate, but nevertheless makes everyone feel awkward all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the skill. I mean, what's hidden in that mouth, eh? Creepy teeth. Spiders. Could be spiders, actually. If it were teeth, he'd have zoned in on them teeth. But spiders he would leave out. You are right. If her mouth was full of spiders, he wouldn't mention that. He wouldn't bother. Creepy mouth, not at all stupid, honest, and creeps people out. She sounds like a laugh. So, um, (laughs) we're nearing the end of the chapter now. um, Well Well strung out, maestro. You're a real professional, Steve. Everyone leaves. Yep. And the Countess says, what manners? I thought they would never go. Rude. Everyone was having a rubbish time. Everyone was bored. What a waste of everyone's collective time. Chapter 12. Oh, wow. That was it. If you thought a chapter about the um, whims and fancies of young young people wasn't going to be a big hitter. Well, all fool you. More the fool. I don't even know what that <laughs> bloody saying is. More the fool you. It's the summary summary. What are the points? Um, <laughs> it depends which reality you're in, because there's, there's large parts of the podcast where I got a lot of points you've intentionally deleted. So in those, in those versions, I'm on, um, I'm on about five and you're on about minus eight. Yeah, but it's not true. You kept on doing the robot voice when I told you that it wasn't allowed anymore. It was deleted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Probably need less than 10 seconds to summarise this one. <laughs> we'll just give you one or two seconds, probably. I haven't written anything for this one. Let me get the timer prepared. It's already on 10 seconds. You really are trying to cut this joke out of existence, aren't you? Okay, three, two, one. Catwoman's heartbreak. Nicholas, everyone fancies him. Julie, Sonia, Julie's having a go. And then Sonia watched and ran away crying. Um... <laughs> Creepy. It's not bad. It's not bad. Mouth. What was that last bit there? I was just. Uh, I just ended on creepy mouth. Uh, that was just getting in a cheeky reference to Vera, who potentially has a mouthful of spiders. There's no way to prove or disprove it yet. 
Didn't mention the singing lessons, if you were going to nitpick my 10-second summation there. Is she too young for, for, for singing lessons? Isn't Italian the right country for your singing teacher to be from? The only reason I didn't mention the singing lessons is that I think uh, in the first part of the book, we are very interested in Anna's cough. And look where that got us. Boy, did we look silly. I'm still not convinced that that cough is cured. We haven't actually spent much time with Anna. I'm going to say this now, Steve. I miss Anna. We didn't really get much time with her because we, we had that one glorious chapter at the start where we really hung out with her. The soiree, which we'll call it from now on. Which she was so busy, we didn't get the time to hang out with her there. No, she was running around. She was doing all this food and oh, didn't get a moment with her. So I, I'm really crossing my fingers for a, a nice Anna chapter coming up. But then again, I guess this book is famous for having 500 characters, so... I really hope we hear more from Anna. This book's going to take a long time to read, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of War and Peace in Just Seven Years. We are over a third of the way into season one, book one, of the greatest novel of all time. Yes! So why not celebrate by subscribing to our newsletter? <laughs> Go on. Go on. Wappin7.com. And also, why don't you bake yourself a cake that we're, Go on. With, with a big hand on it? Wappin7.cake. Go on. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Treat yourself. Send us a picture of your cake if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. The email floodgates are open. No need to be shy. Send in those emails. You might win yourself $20. Who knows? And here are the bits that are just top draw. Real good stuff. What's your favourite Mexican, Thai, Vietnamese, etc. restaurant around here? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking a lot of crap, Will. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like you read that. That isn't in the book, but it really should be. Find the answer or just cut it. It doesn't say. It just says youngest daughter, eldest daughter. You know, we're supposed to have remembered from like... God, he really does think we're paying attention, doesn't he, when he's writing this book? <laughs> it's as if the dog's more important than the podcast. Why don't you just do a podcast about your dog, Will? Thank you. Oh, good Lord. Now, now <laughs> the word thank you sounds weird. It sounds hollow. Yeah. We're very grateful for you <laughs> having <laughs> listened to another episode of War and Peace. Why, thank you so much. I'm not going to say thank you. You should say thank you, though. I no, mean, I know. No, I have to say thank you. you, but now the word is cursed. Dogs in the neighbourhood barking, trying to disrupt the podcast. God, it's like, it's, like they all, it's like they all know what's going on. Dogs across <laughs> the land trying to really... They hate this podcast, dogs. They hate it. They want it to stop. Why don't you just read the book by yourself? <laughs> Dogs hate this podcast. They haven't got enough time for it. <laughs> <laughs>